Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Oh, God, I ask you right now, God, that you would move by your power, that you move by your anointing, even the more, God. Oh, God, I pray right now, God, that you would come in and touch the hearts and the minds of your people. God, I pray that your people will have a fresh revelation knowledge of what you're doing and what you're saying in this season. God, hide me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to minister to third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be as I walk. As I walk. And I'm going to be in Psalms 23. And this is a passage from David. But when I even think about as I walk, it kind of reminds me of my life situation and the things that I'm going through in my life. And a lot of times as we're walking, we're walking either towards something good or something bad. You got to understand when you're in Christ Jesus that the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by God. So a lot of things that we're going through, whatever God has already known or even has already been predestined to happen in our lives. But how are you walking? How are you going through your trials and tribulations in life? A lot of us are walking straight into another stage of bitterness or another stage of hurt and pain. Then some of us are walking to a higher realm and a deeper dead in God, knowing that the trials and tribulations come to make us strong in life. But a lot of times, our ability to walk is based on our subconsciousness or the damage that we have suffered in our minds based on everything that's going on in our life or has happened in our life. So some people are walking in a place that they are... They've been going through a lot of places where they're damaged. So they're walking because their subconsciousness or their mind has been damaged by something or some individual in their life. So when they walk and they're stumbling and they're tripping and all down and anybody come to help them, they sit there and say, I don't need your help. But yet they're still walking and they're not walking straight up. They're walking with a limp. They're walking with their back all torn up and contorted. But it depends on how you walk in this race. The Bible says the one that endures to the end. Huh? Some of us are trying to run it, huh? but sometimes you got to walk it out. Huh? And walking it out, you're able to glimpse and grab a hold to everything that's happening around you. Huh? But how are you walking in this life? Huh? I'm not walking because I'm based in my steps on what God has already ordained for my life. Huh? Because if he brought me through this and that, huh? he's ordained something greater in my life. Huh? And as I walk through the shadow huh? and the valley of the death, I will feel no evil. But let's break that down. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When you understand that uh, there's somebody else uh, that is guiding, leading you, uh, and what a shepherd does in this life, uh, when you get too far out, uh, or he sees something that's wrong uh, with your walking, uh, he either put a band-aid on it, he'll heal you, put some salve on you, or he'll take the shepherd's rod and bring you back in. Uh, but at some times, uh, you got some wheat and you got some goats uh, and all the weeds and the terror. Uh, but God said he's going to uh, separate them in this hour. Uh, but sometimes uh, you may have some goats above the sheep uh, and you may have some other things uh, that's around uh, there with the sheep in the weeds and the thickets of the, li 
life. But you got to understand that a shepherd is there to guide and lead you. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That shall not want is that you do not get in a place that you're in a place of need in your life. Because the shepherd is going to take care of you. And Jesus Christ is our shepherd. But everybody's not shepherd material. Some people are goat. They're going to try to do it the way they want in their life. They're always going to walk contrary to what the word of God says. And they want to know why they get caught up in the snares and the traps of life. And why they're sitting there in the middle of the weeds, in the middle of the field, in the harvest. And they and they feet is in the snare of a trap there. And it's going to take somebody with knowledge to help you get untrapped or unsnared out of this thing in your life. Sometimes somebody can just come by and help you, but yet you get a good, you get a mark or you get a scar on you. And that may hinder you down the road in life. Oh, but the good shepherd will make sure that when you get your foot on the, on the snare out there in the wheels in the harvest, that he will be there to help you get the things out piece by piece so you don't walk out with a snare or a strap or you don't even walk out with something in your life that causes you to have a bruise or a stain in your life. You got to understand something in your life. What is happening in your life? What is it happening in your walk? Some of us may need some help. When the children, were, when they were first born, they used to have these type of security type of shoe that help them straighten up their legs. But yet they'll be walking, but they walk in bow legs. They will have these special shoes made with a bar between it. It may be a stage and place and a stage in your life that you're walking with these type of security type of shoes. That even though they're painful, but as you're growing up in Christ, they'll help bring your legs in. And when your legs is in place, your whole body, your joints is able to go through in life. But some people as they walk, they didn't have those type of abilities. There was nobody around them to help them to get their legs straight and so they can walk this race. But Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins because he knew that you were crippled somewhere in your life. As I walk. How are you walking? There's different things in your life that you're going to suffer and go through. Some of you may need crutches. Some of you may need somebody to grab a hold of and gird you underneath to help you walk to a place of safety. This is what the good shepherd does. But some of us in the subconscious, our mind, we're so strong on our will and our way. And when God tries to send help, you mistreat her or you disregard the help that is in your life. And then you want to know why you're still struggling in this walk. Why you're still struggling with the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some of us don't even understand that in life sometimes that we need somebody to help us in various things in our lives to help us get to a place in God. Some of you don't even even understand huh, that this thing is not designed for you to walk alone huh, but you got to understand something Jesus Christ is a friend that's sticking closer than a brother you're not going to be able to go through this life without having some type of help and support because he's the good shepherd because even Jesus Christ prepared for his his leaving on earth he did to 12 disciples and he commissioned them in life Let's go here. 
Psalms 23. It said, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Think about it. Sometimes in your life, huh, you need that place of rest in your life. A lot of times when the shepherd, he makes sure that everybody goes to bed at the same time. Everybody has is equal to the same playing field. Huh? And sometimes in your life, huh, but there's always going to be one goat or one sheep that allow huh, a goat or somebody else in life to disturb their sleep and their rest in their life. So there's no laying down in green pastures because there's always some confusion. Huh? There's always some trouble. There's always something that's going to distract them in this life. Oh, but the good shepherd, he tries to warn you of the snares and the traps of the enemy as I walk. So you can lay down in green pastures and get your healing, get your deliverance, get everything that you need. Because green pastures, some symbolizations of richness. Tranquility. But some of us don't want to receive this because you've been in a place of such confusion and disarray that being in a place of solitude where there's not a lot of noise from the outside, they cannot take it. So a shepherd helps and maintains you, improves you, and walks you through the different trials and tribulations of life so you can learn how to rest in your season of rest. If that sheep does not get the sufficiency of rest along with food and nourishment, he will always be in that place of disarray. He will be, he'll turn from a sheep into a goat to a hireling because he has lost his way. She has lost their way. And we sitting here trying to figure out what is happening to our life. It is how you're walking this race. It's how you're walking out the word of God in your life. Some of you can read the word of God, but yet you take the interpretation of me, what you want it to mean, but you never search out the scriptures that you find Jesus Christ and what he's really doing in your life. Some of us don't even understand what peace and rest is because you came out of the womb dysfunction. You came out of the womb malnutrition because when your mother was carrying you, they had all kind of issues. And it birthed whatever season they were in in their life. It fell down in you. And then you continue to walk in that season in which your parents birthed you out of, even though they're moved on in life. But you're still struggling in that season in which you were birthed out of because that's all you know. But you got to understand something about the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd came down through all of these 42 generations so that we can have a right to the tree of life, that we can be have been in a place that he would deliver us and set us free, that he would be in a place that he maintains us and prunes us and makes us into a place that we really need to be in life. But a lot of times we don't want to receive that because we still living in that afterbirth that hasn't been cleaned off your life. You're still struggling in all of these type of issues and things in our lives. And you want to know why? 
all the other sheep that's in the field look different than you. Some of you struggling with identity crisis. Some of you struggling with insecurities. You're struggling with all of these things in your life, but you don't understand that you're living out something in your life important to the season that you were birthed out of. And then you're looking for the person that birthed you out of to be there and show you love and compassion. How can they show you love and compassion when they moved on in life? It's just like when you got a friend in your life or when you passed them and you done moved on to different things in your life, it is hard for you to connect to something that you done passed through in your life. Just because you stay stuck don't mean that everybody else has stayed stuck in their life. If you can, turn with me to Ezekiel, the 16th chapter. Some of us don't even understand what life is really about. You don't understand what God is saying and doing in this hour. Let's go here. I'm going to start at the third chapter. Ezekiel, the third chapter, I mean, 16th chapter, the third verse. God has mercy on Israel. Thus says the Lord God of Jerusalem. Your birth and your nativity are from the land of Canaan. Your father was an Amorite and your mother was a Hittite. God said, I brought two nations together that was in the womb. There's always why there's a war going on. Esau and Jacob. As I walk. There's always a conflict. I, you know, it's like you're in this place that you can't prosper. Financially. Spiritually. You're always picking up the wrong friends. There's always a struggle and a pull in your life. But when you understand that Jesus Christ broke every spell, hex, and curse in your life through the blood of Jesus Christ. But you're trying to rightly divide the word of truth. It's not profiting you anything. Because when you're in a state a wounded, dysfunction, it's hard for you to get a clear understanding because, like I told you, lay down in green pastures in that time of rest where the word of God can grab a hold and grab root inside of you. You're in a place over here in torment, always in a place of struggle. You're always in a place of pain. So therefore, when you try to work the word of God, it is not profiting you anything because you're working it based on your knowledge. You're not basing it on the works of Jesus Christ. You're not in that place of faith where the word of God is being maneuvered and, and it's in the place that is becoming alive in your life because you're sitting there trying to birth something in out of something that even is not even of God and God has not even ordained for your life because you not let God give you salvation. You did not let God give you that rest and that time of laying down in green pastures in your life and there's always a struggle. You're always under dis distress. There's always some torment, some physical, some mental abuse. Because you didn't understand it. As far as your nativity on the day you were born, your neighbor car was not caught, nor were you washed in water to cleanse you. You're sitting there worrying about all of these things that you don't understand. That your mom and your daddy were from two nations that came out of a place of war and torment in your life. How can they give you life and, and make it into a place that, that, that you can function, that you can grow and thrive? They can't do it. 
came from. But you don't understand that Jesus Christ is your father. Jeremiah had to call him in his life. Even though God knew what you were going to be birthed out of. But he still shed his blood on Calvary for your sins. But you sit there want to blame. But you don't walk in the wholeness. You don't walk in forgiveness. If you cannot walk in forgiveness for the people that done you wrong, you will never be made whole. You will always be struggling in bitterness. And if you get a friend or you get a relationship, you're going to always be struggling with bitterness and, and rage and anger because of your mama was an Amorite and your daddy was a Hittite. You're still struggling in your youth. Your wounds. Your leg being caught up in a trap. And you don't understand that the good shepherd that laid down his life for you then took you out of the trap. And then he's trying to heal you emotionally. He's trying to heal you spiritually. But you won't let him. Let's finish reading Ezekiel, the 16th chapter. Verse 4. It says, you were not rubbed with salt, nor what I says, or swaddled in swaddling clothes. It says, no eyes pitied you to do any of these things for you, to have compassion on you, but you were thrown into the open field. Listen to this. Some people right now want to hold on to the past. And a lot of times, people don't, um, can't move on in life because they have not dealt with the root of the problem. And it only compounds over life. But yet you in church jumping and shouting, but yet there's so much trash and garbage and debris. And then you're walking through life and thinking that your friends are gonna have pity. A lot of times when you get in relationship, you want to talk about your what? Past. And guess what? And that's how they treat you, like in your past, with no respect. You don't talk about your present state or what Jesus Christ has done for you. As I walk, Let's finish. When you yourself were lost on the day you were born. It says, and when I passed by you and saw you struggling in your own blood, I said to you, in your blood, live. Yes, I said to you, in your own blood, live. And this is Jesus Christ trying to tell you, you got to learn how to live. You got to learn how to go through the trials and tribulations in your life. You got to learn how to forgive and let go and know that you're not that wounded sheep anymore and that you have a shepherd over your life that's trying to keep you from all harm and danger and the snares and the traps of the enemy in this life. But a lot of times you don't understand that. 
Because you think because Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, shed his blood on for you, he gave you back your life, but yet you think you can live it any kind of way. What is it that a dog would not return back to his own vomit? Without the word of God governing you, there's nothing governing you. You say, well, the word of God is governing me, but why are you still living in this cycle of sin? Why are you still going through this vicious cycle in your life? Why you can't pick up nothing better than where you are? Because you have not let go of the past. You have not let go of the issues that's happening from the beginning. And you need to understand that the word of God is left here so you can piece your life together so that you know that there was a savior, something that was here over 2,000 years ago before you even came through your mother's womb that called you to do a mission and and a thing in the earth that you can go out and help somebody else to come out of that. But some of you will never do that because you always see yourself as wounded and busted and disgusted. And you will realize God is not giving you a great anointing. For what? When you're not doing anything with it. It's just like that oil spilling out. How can God give you new wine in an old wine skin? And you sit in here struggling. And there's no change. And just like your mom and daddy did not have pity on you, you don't have pity on nobody else. That's why you can do certain things in your life and don't have a conscience behind it. But let's go down to the issues. You got to see this thing in life. Let's go back to Psalms 23. He leads me beside the still water. That means God said, I'm, after you get that rest, I'm going to give you fresh drink. I'm going to nourish you. But you got to first know that God deals with the body. Because he knew there was something in our body that it was liking. There was something in our subconsciousness that was liking because of the trauma. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Look at what he's saying. As I walk, this is what he's doing in our lives. On a day-to-day basis. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, lead, he said he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores. He says he leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And let's go here. To verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley that shadow of death. Let's deal with the valley that shadow of death. Some of you don't even understand that you're still in that place in your life, that you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Let me tell you something. As long as you live in Jesus Christ, you're always going to be in some valley of the shadow of death. There's always going to be some trial and tribulation in your life that you're going to have to deal with. But you got to know what God has done in the verses before, that he's already given you everything that you need. But you always have to come to the well and get another refilling or refreshing of what he's already given you. He already knew that these trials and tribulations in your life will come. Let's go. Matthew 26. I'm going to start at verse 20 through 25. Now when evening had come, 
sat down with the twelve. Some of you don't even understand that you're valid as shadow of death. You're always going to have a Judas. You're always going to have something in your life that's going to try to uproot your rest, dry you out, make you stumble in life. Now, as they were eating, he said, as surely I say to you, one of you will betray me. Why do you think that the person is not going to betray you is not going to be close to you? That's one of the things about it is. And in order for us, sometimes when an animal comes close, he inches up on that person. Sometimes they just rush in and attack. But as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you need to know that these trials and tribulations and these dark places in your life, but you need to know that God is there in the valley as well as the mountaintop in your life. You need to know that anywhere, any season that you go through, that God is there. He will never leave you nor forsaken you. Will you understand that as I walk through this trial and tribulation in my life, that God is with me. Let's go down to verse 24. No, let's go down to verse 23. It says, and they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? Then he said, then he answered and said, he who dips his hand with me in the dish will betray me. This is a powerful statement. Some of you are so busy in your turmoil and your confusion, you cannot spot your enemy. Jesus was always under distress, but he was always accurate. He always knew where his adversary was. I've been in so many situations, I thought this was my adversary, or that was my adversary, and it wasn't, it was something else. Or somebody else that I thought would at least do this to me. And that's a lot of things we don't understand. The closer you get with God, he's going to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. It says the son of man goes and it is written of him. Who bore, he says, who woe to the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It says, it would have been good for that man if he had not been born. God takes care of your enemies. But you're trying to do it yourself. Because God said, when you do it to my little ones, you do it to me. When you do it to the sheep, you do it to me. But we're so busy trying to fix it and not understanding that as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that God has got you covered. God has got you in a place that he, that he can allow the enemy to come in, but yet not in a place that he would devour you. Because God does not save us from everything. Some things that God allows us to go through in life so you can learn. But a lot of times we don't want to learn how to walk. We just want to say, oh, the blood of Jesus. No, the blood of Jesus does not mean anything if it's not sealed and mixed with faith. And up and down, up and down. Wishy-washy. Can't stay sealed long. 
You allow so many things to take you out of the harvest, out of the field, the green pastures, and to lead you astray. You allow your past wounds and hurts to come in and betray you. Because you don't even understand that God has a plan in the midst of anything that's going to happen in this life or anything that's going to happen to you. He always has a plan. And you need to say, God, you got a plan even though I can't perceive that you're there. As I walk through the valley of shadow death, you need to know that he's with you. I would fear no evil. Why are you fearing evil? Listen to this. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Listen to what he's going to do for you. You don't have to prepare it. He will do it. And this is not a little table that you can see. But this is something that is be manifested that all can see on the platform in which you are. Because everybody's platform is different. But we're so busy trying to run and prove and do this and do that. But you're building your own platform. You're building your own table out of rotten wood. Sawdust. And then it crumbles as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Do you know that he's there with you? You anoint my head with oil, my cup running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Do you really see what God is saying? Do you truly understand that you need a shepherd to guide you along this life? A sheep is not a smart person. But a shepherd has all knowledge. You cannot shepherd yourself. Even on your job, you cannot boss your own self. There's always somebody higher up that you have to answer to. You don't have to go with me. But Psalms 18 and 2 says, the Lord is my rock and my, and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength in whom I will trust. My shield and my horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Do you understand that the Lord is your rock? And your fortress. That means when the enemy comes in as a flood time, he's going to lift up a standard. Psalms 27. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
Why are you fearing through this walk in life? Why are you down and out? The Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the enemy comes in, I don't care what he says and does, but you need to know this. At all times, who God is. Psalms 28 and 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. You need to know this, that the Lord is my strength and my shield. That's something in front of you. Psalms 91 and 2 says, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. When corona broke out, everybody was going to Psalms what? 91. But do you really believe Psalms 91? It says, I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. When you quote scriptures, you got to have the faith behind it. The faith gives it the power. The faith gives it the authority. The faith gives it the thought behind it. I want you to see this. You can go to Exodus 15 and 2. The Lord is my strength and my song. He will give you a song. And that song will give you that strength, that encouragement that you need in life. A lot of times we don't understand about when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What is the shadow of death? There's always going to be something that's going to try to overshadow what God is saying and doing. As long as you live in this life, as I walk, I pray that something's been said and done. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen.